Welcome back to BLT, everyone. Uh, this is episode 20... Is this episode 28? Yeah, 28.1. <laughs> <laughs> episode 28, take two, because um, it turns out when Luke disappears, so does the competence of the podcast. Oh, Don't yeah. tell him us. If he, he's not going to listen to this, so he's yeah. not like he's going to come back and be like, well, thanks for saying I'm the competence of the podcast. Yeah, no. Um, we did record this episode. Uh, as, I, as we said, Luke's not here. So we recorded it instead of Kidgel Manor, we're at Pavey Manor. Hey. Um, <laughs> oh, so that was my house talking. <laughs> You're speaking on behalf of the house. Yeah. Yep, nice. Um, and look, our gear setup is even more ghetto than usual. And as the BLT heads would know, look, over the last couple of episodes, we've had some horrific audio issues. Mm-hmm. And for a podcast as big as this, I mean, at a point we were number nine in the comedy charts in the country above Hamish and Andy. You know, but not not to say I was counting or anything, but I, I mean, was. that's just a fact. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. I was too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for such a massive podcast, I mean, we were just slinging it and uh, not checking our cables and the audio quality was shit. As a lot of you BLT heads were happy to let me know in my DMs for three weeks straight. Yep. And then we came to Blake's, recorded an hour. It was a great hour. It was a great hour. It was a great hour. Um, but when I got home to edit it, I realized that it sounded like it was recorded inside an airport hangar. And I didn't want to do that to the BLT heads. I have too yeah, much no. respect for our listenership. Um, so I called up Blake and I said, mate, listen, I know that you're probably the busiest guy I've ever met, yep. but I'm going to need you to set aside 60 minutes of your time for me to swing by, do another dosy do on the microphones. Oh, a cat. And, um, get the episode out there to the people. Yeah, I've got to be honest, man. We did talk about this previously and I'm almost retreading my steps, but with what I've just witnessed, I have to say it again. This is such a luxurious view straight from your couch in your living room. Oh, into the courtyard? Yeah, so Blake yeah. lives in like a... This is in a unit, right? Or yeah. an apartment? Apartment, It's yeah. an apartment and he's on the bottom floor and the entire front of his living room is just a window basically onto the, the, the vibes of the suburb we're in. I yeah. just didn't want to say what the suburb was. No, thank you. Um, the good one. <laughs> the clean one. There's a cat. There's a lady. Yep. There's two trees. Pretty good. Life's good. You know, and none of these people know that right now, maybe she's a BLT head. Could be. She, she doesn't know that her favourite podcast is being recorded mere metres away. Yeah. Should, oh. I, should I scream it? Yeah. We're recording! <laughs> you get kicked out of the house. Pops her head at highest. Oh, <laughs> um, no, she definitely doesn't have the time um, nor capability to listen to people this poor because um, she's our landlord. So. Yeah. Oh, is that your landlord? Yeah. Okay. No, nah, she's You're lovely. definitely getting ejected from the premises. Yep. Um, have you, like, what's the, because I don't, I mean, I still live in um, a house. Yep. So what is the deal with, like, the community of, of, a, of a apartments like this? Like, are you friends with these people? Do you know these people? Well, I got it when Luke was doing the Athenaeum. I got a text right as I got off stage and it was from the the dude my age who lives in the next block of, like, in the next apartment. Oh, he was really? like, hey, man, didn't know you were a comedian. Great set. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. So when Luke was doing – so what you're saying is Luke did his show in Melbourne – you opened for Luke yep. before his show in Melbourne and then some one of your neighbours came to see Luke and was like, oh, that's my neighbour. Yeah, that's the guy that grunts when I say, hey, man, can you please move your car? I'm blocked in. <laughs> <laughs> really the only interaction we ever have. D- 
Damn. Well, I feel like it's almost... Because this, what this reminds me of, like, don't get me wrong, lovely place, lovely courtyard. But mm. what it reminds me of is like when you'd go on like grade three camp and you'd be put in like the portables and everyone's just like next to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? You used to go like nick knocking on each other's doors. And it felt like it was like midnight, but it was probably like 7.30 p.m. Yeah. You'd like been put to bed and you're like, oh, you're just going to get nick knock. That's what this looks like to me. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think n- neither us, us being me and my brother who live here, nor any of the neighbours have initiated conversation with each other off our own free will. It's oh, that's a, good to know. It, it's a bit of a just stay in your place. Okay. That's good to know because you know the saying, love thy neighbour? Mm. I hate that. No, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks big time. I'm avidly against connecting with strangers that live near you. Yeah, when I lived in my one-bedroom uh, apartment, uh, I remember one time I was uh, – how best to describe this? Um, uh, I, I was. Um, oh no, that happened here. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was. I was about to start telling a story about how some people maybe stood outside my window um, and maybe said, "Oh my god, that, that that's that TikTok guy." While um, <laughs> wait, wait, no, no. Okay, tell the story again. What happened? Okay. Well, one night, um, uh, me and Zoe were laying in bed, just um, just like hanging out, and. Um, uh, <laughs> We, and then it was <laughs> Yep, continue the story And it was like 1am And yeah. they and they got home at like Don't even know, whatever So like, the, the neighbours were coming home The neighbours yeah. were coming home And then they stood outside my window that was open And we're just like Oh, that's where the TikTok guy lives that's, they, And that's they're like his whispering room. That's, that's his room, yeah. yeah What? Yeah, oh, he can't Should we knock on the door? Oh. Did they actually say yeah. that? <laughs> it was pretty weird What? But That's like, so cursed. Yeah, but means that we stay up late anyway, so we're just staying there, and we didn't want to make it obvious that we were in the room. Yeah, so we just we're just like shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, Zoe's here listening to yeah. this being recorded. <laughs> Zoe, what was what was going through your wait? Can you walk over here and talk into the microphone if I ask? Yeah. You, do you mind? I just want to know what was your thought experiencing this through the wall. It was honestly really scary. They were just like whispering, but because the window was open, I thought they were going to try and like knock on it or open it, but mm. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Because you also Thanks. don't want to be distracted while you're reading the Bible, do you? So, <laughs> Which is what you guys were doing. Yeah, exactly. Your, your favourite passage. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John 69 too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, man. Uh, Wait, how long was that into your relationship too? Oh, Three months, pretty much. It was pretty fresh. Oh, actually, I reckon it was less than three months. I reckon we actually just become official. I reckon it would have been in March of this year. That's yeah. crazy. So you, so you, Zoe, you just you start dating some guy, yeah, and then like a week a week later, people are whispering his name through the wall, <laughs> and you were like, "Damn, I like this Who guy." Who is this guy? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm staying here. That's awesome. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, it feels good to be back. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, we every week we forget the formalities of the podcast. Of we're course, on. great call. I'm uh, glad we didn't leave it to the end this time. I have something I need to get off my chest. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Blake. I am the uh, I am the Bible that I read while people knock on my door <laughs> of BLT. Can you imagine how easy a Mormon's life would be if they went to no- knock on someone's door and the person opened and went, "Oh, sorry, I was just reading the Bible. Didn't hear you there." And they go, "Oh." <laughs> Boy, do I have a conversation for you. <laughs> and then um, I shoo him away and I'm like, that, I think that's Josh Gad. 
Book of Mormon. Yeah, a bit yeah, of a musical so. reference for you there. Um, God, I'm the two people who get that would are over the moon. Yeah, one of them's in the room next to us. It's my brother. <laughs> Um, He's tap dancing in ecstasy right now. I can hear through the wind, through the wall. Uh, my name is Tyler. I am the T in BLT, uh, and this week I represent the tickets to Blank Face Live at the Retreat this Saturday night, the 11th of November. Get your ticket now. They're moving fast. Um, it's going to be the best live show of your entire life and mine as well. We're going to be sharing in love, loss, mostly music, and neither of the prior two things I just said. But it's going to be a great night and I want to see you there. Tickets are available on the door. Um, get them online now so you can skip the queue because the queue is going to be big. It's going to be a big night. And uh, I was just going to keep rambling until one of you guys interrupted me, but I get the feeling you were just going to let me play that out forever. So I'm going to do the honours myself and cut me off there. Well, it's good to see. Uh, I can't wait because finally for the first time in my life, the 11th of November is going to mean something to me. So, <laughs> the 11th um, of November? Yeah. What's that in reference to? Remembrance Day. It's- is Remembrance Day the 11th of November? Yeah. <laughs> Is it actually? Yeah. <laughs> okay. At okay. the retreat Price. hotel as well, does that represent the retreat from Gallipoli? <laughs> yes. Good stuff. Do you get the troops? I'd love good. to see it. <laughs> I was just about to say, I was just about to preface something and say, listen, I don't want anyone to get offended by what I'm about to say, but you just went ahead and just said something that people might get offended by. Yeah, Surely not. Surely people won't get offended by that. Yeah, they're all dead, so <laughs> why would they? <laughs> well, see, I personally love the Anzacs. So do I. Especially when you dip them in a glass of milk and bite them, they're a little bit hey. soggy. Delicious. Hey. <laughs> oh, uh, the people were all right as well, am I right? <laughs> that's good. You can, anyway. You, 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 Nathan, do you need to walk behind us? Or are we just tuning in? Oh, sorry. It's so interesting being in a recording in a place where people care about like what's going on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like Zoe and Nathan are watching us like, ooh, this is interesting. This is exciting. Yeah. Usually when we're recording at Blake's, I mean, Luke's, Meg will just walk out halfway through the episode and start cooking chicken and shit. She's yeah. so used to podcasting and so she's just like oblivious to what's going on around her. Yeah. Usually she'll just sit there with a bottle of maple syrup and start <laughs> sucking on it because she's got 14 of them in her cupboard. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, it's good. It's good she stuff. She does love the maple. She does love the maple. Um, um, but anyway, exciting news, man. Oh, what's your, oh, what's your exciting news? I feel like we might have the same exciting news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm about okay. to talk about. Yeah. Okay. We'll say it at the same time. Okay. Three, two, one. My mum won $160. What did you say? I was going to say my mum won $160 on the Melbourne Cup the other day. Did she actually? Yeah. She put a bet on which horse was most likely to get shot after the race. That's a thing you can bet on? Oh, I was going to say, dude, I 100% believe you. Yeah, it would be good. I mean, that would be... Horrendous for the horse. Horrific for the horse. Mm. Um, That's crazy. And what did she bet on? She bet on the winner? Well, we were at the – well, there were like four separate bets she put on, like one in the family group chat of just like, hey, everybody pick a horse, one on sports bet, one on TAB, and then one at the pub when they walked around with the newspaper, (laughs) like cutouts of each horse, and they go pick a sweepstake. Yeah, so she just dropped her – in three different little pots yeah, and then just hope for the best. Yeah. Which one came back the winner? Uh, the pub one. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Analog betting. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Pavey went acoustic for that one and it hit hard. <laughs> Dude, amazing. Well, look, I'm going to keep this podcast apolitical. I myself not big on the cup racing. That's fair. I'm not big on the horse racing. All the power to you, Joey. Take the cash and run. Um, but I, uh, I just completely forgot that it was cup day. Yeah, I, I, we kind of went because I don't really care about the race. I just care about going to the pub. 
Yeah, so you just went to the it's pub. It's just an excuse, really. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what I think... Um, people are gonna, people who are like, what's wrong with the cup day? What's wrong with horse racing? Are going to be like against me for saying this. But in my opinion, we should stop the racing but keep the holiday. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think actually anyone would care. No, I think everyone would be super yeah. chuffed with that. Yeah, Gay Waterhouse will be pissed, but uh, other than that, <laughs> who cares? That, who gives a honking toot? Yeah, but me and Zoe, we, uh, we weren't going to go, but we were wondering how much tickets would cost to go to the to, Melbourne Cup. To, are they expensive? At standing, just just to get general admission is standing for the whole day, it's yeah. $95. But just a sh- one of the shittest, like, reserved seating is, like, starts at 250 bucks. What? Exactly. And is Do you know just what you can watch- get for t- less than 250 bucks? Oh, my God. Tickets to WWE's Elimination Chamber in Perth on the 24th of February, 2024. <laughs> oh! Do you know what? I heard that there are three boys uh, going to that who just bought tickets and their names rhyme with or sound like uh, Leah. No, that's I already fucked it up. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's the three girls. <laughs> 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 their names rhyme with uh, Smiler, Flake, and uh, Kook. <laughs> <laughs> and their girlfriends, whose names rhyme with L- L- Leah, Moe, and uh, Leg. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's boy. good, man. I'm so excited. Boy, oh boy, I can't fucking wait. Do you know what's the? This is such an indication. I want to say this to any budding uh, creative or any person who's looking to start their own business in any field. This is a testament to the power of TikTok and social media. Because my brain has rotted to such a degree in a period of, what month is it? It is currently November. Yeah, I think in January or February, I started getting uh, Attitude Era WWE clips on my TikTok. Yeah. And I had always been like, uh, yeah, I like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, I know John Cena. That's pretty fun. Had never really watched it. Had played a couple WWE video games and that was it. In February, I started getting Stone Cold Steve Austin clips on my TikTok now it's November of the same year. I know the entire lore of the WWE, its rival companies, and I'm willing to spend hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to travel across the country to see it live in the flesh <laughs> because I love Cody Rhodes and LA Knight so much. <laughs> Do you know what's so fucked about my experience with WWE? I don't really consider months months anymore. Like when I think, oh, it's November, I don't think, oh, it's November. I think, oh, Survivor Series this month. <laughs> Your year is marked by WWE pay-per-view yeah, events. My birthday is always Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, that's so sick. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man. that is awesome. Oh, well, I can't wait to celebrate the Royal Rumble next year. Oh, that's good. And not your fucking birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Skip that. We're going to the Royal Rumble. Um, do you know, it's, uh, I looked at, because we bought the tickets probably five minutes before recording this episode. Yep. Um, and just for the listeners, we spent a reasonable amount per ticket, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was t- actually pretty good because, I, dude, I bought tickets to the Foo Fighters yeah, and they were like the same price. That's pretty good. Which isn't bad, but how, like a WWE show is like three or four hours long. Yeah. And you're getting a pretty big show. Yeah. Um, but I will say there was one ticket left in the front row yeah. <laughs> and it was going for $3,597. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, you know what? Thanks, man. Thanks for um, U5 taking a seat up in the stands and letting me sit down up in the front. Oh, man, I thought you needed it. Yeah. <laughs> God, I needed it. Um, um, that's Man, and do you know what's crazy too? This is something that uh, like people who don't watch WWE don't know. 
because even Luke, like when, so I started, Blake's obviously watched WWE since he was a kid. He's, mm-hmm. he's been deep into it for ages. I started getting super deep into it and learning about it and obviously talking about it heaps more with Blake, which made Luke just like a third wheel accessory. And he was kind of like, well, now I have to kind of learn about it because I'm around yeah. it. And he was into it, but he wasn't, you know, like as feral about mm-hmm. it. And um, like Luke was like kind of shocked at first. He was like, dude, it's crazy how big WWE is. Mm. Like he didn't kind of think, like he didn't realize how massive and how dedicated the following is. There are people in America who go to like every taping and you're in, yeah. this, in like the front rows. Green shirt time. guy. Yeah, there's a guy called Green Shirt Guy who's in, how long has he been doing it for? Like, like 20 years. 20 years, man. And he's at nearly every taping or something or every pay-per-view. Or every televised, no, I think it's every televised show. Yeah, so he's at like, which is Monday night, there's a Monday show. Monday night, Friday night, and then once a month, like, a big a, event, a pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, and they're always touring too. Like they don't film each show yeah. in the same location. It's always in a different city in America. Yeah. And I then, think he does go just to the live tapings, like the TV versions. Oh, is that in the same spot? No. It'll be like say. two separate spots. So he has yeah. to fly. You have to go like take a flight every Monday and Friday at least. Yeah. So it's not like there are people out there who are like, yeah, I love, um, let's just. Go ahead and use a crazy example. I love Blank Face. <laughs> I'm going to follow his tour around and yeah. go to every show. And that goes for, you know, I mean, well, Blank Face is a pretty high demand, so probably three months straight. But, yeah. you know, some bands, it'll be like a month or whatever, what have you. That's different. It's like a month out of your life. Yeah. This, there, there are people who commit their entire existences to two shows a week every week plus some ridiculous, like, live event show and they go front row man and here in australia that's like three and a half thousand dollars for a front row ticket how much is it in the states probably like two thousand us maybe yeah what the how do you how do you fund that i don't know i think he i think he i read a thing about him that i think he's literally uh i think he's a ceo of a company i think he's literally a i don't want to say billionaire but um Green shirt WWE fan. It doesn't really say anything. Doesn't specify. He must just be a super fan. Oh, it's I want to know more about this man. I mean, because a lot of the people in the uh, the community, the WWE community, do not like him. Yeah, I think it's from a jealousy standpoint. I think that's literally it. But I, f- I feel like I need to get inside this man's psyche and know. Yeah, no- he's been to every televised live taping in the United States since 2012. <laughs> <laughs> 11 years yeah. There is no way that man has a meaningful relationship With anyone and in his he, immediate he, life He also goes to AEW events As of like the last couple of years as what? well What? So he's going, to the, he's going to WWE and their rival companies Live shows Yeah that is that is a commitment to the bit unlike anything I've ever seen. I respect it. Is and there, I wish I was him. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous as well. Has Have you ever committed or seen a commitment to the bit quite of the standard of green shirt guy? Maybe like Joseph Green on stage, but <laughs> he commits what, pretty hard. To what bit? Just to like any bit. He does go pretty hard committing to the bit. Um, but yeah. I'm trying to think if I've had any experiences with people committing to the bit. Oh, there's got a few that I probably shouldn't say publicly. A few huge bit commitments that just go way too far. You commit them too? Uh, I don't want to give anything away too much. I just think like <laughs> people who just have the, the power to just stick to it for no reason because there's no way 
he wakes up, that green shirt guy wakes up every Monday and every Friday and goes, I am so hyped to only be doing WWE tonight. Yeah. Like fuck. something else has got to pop up in his life. Like I, I don't watch every episode. No, neither I do I. God, neither do I. Most of the Monday and Friday ones, I just read the, the bullet points on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to put this out to the BLT heads. Hit us up in the DMs. If you, you or someone you know or you know a story where someone has committed to the bit way too hard or just to the point that's shocked you or appalled you, I'd love to hear about your bit commitments. Yep. Um, to the level of green shirt guy, I don't know if it can be topped, but I'd love to know if it can. I had a guy, uh, this might relate a little bit to it. It was yep. when we were talking about Sovereign Hill last week on the podcast. Yep. And this guy sent me, he, his name's James. And uh, he sent me, hey, Blake, hearing your story about old mate throwing a tantrum at Sovereign Hill reminded me about a similar thing that happened on one of my school trips. Yep. <laughs> when I was in year six, my school had a trip up to this forest in Scotland for a week. And all I, I don't know if he's... He's either from Scotland or goes to a very rich private school in Australia. <laughs> Imagine going to a school and they just go, all right, guys, grade three camp, you're off to Scotland. Yeah. What the? I'd prefer Sovereign Hill. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wayless Haggis. Um, uh, I went to Scotland for a week and all the camp counsellors kept telling us that there were Australian drop bears hiding in the trees. So to protect ourselves, we'd have to hold sticks up beside oh. our heads so if they did drop on us, they'd get impaled. I thought it was pretty obvious that it was a bit because why would they let a school why would they let a school full of children what what why would they I think I've I'm having a stroke <laughs> I thought it was pretty obvious that it was a bit because why would they let school children into a forest full of murderous koalas yep. but one of the other kids who had always been a bit of an idiot to be frank thought he saw one in the trees and just started to break down and cry in the middle of the forest. And for the entire week, he refused to go back in there. What a loser! <laughs> <laughs> that is, that does, because, well, drop bears are Australia's biggest commitment to the bit. Mm, that's true. That is, uh, imagine an entire nation of people who all silently decided uh, that there was a fake violent creature that anyone from a foreign land must be convinced convinced of its existence. Yeah. That's a wild commitment to the I remember week. my dad pulled that trick on me when we went camping yeah, like that's, um, a da- while back. That's dad initiation. Oh, yeah, exactly. Worst 17th birthday ever for me, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did he do? What did Paulie say? How did no, you I can remember we went... I remember... I think it was like my first time camping when I was like six and then he just pulled it on us and then I was kind of paranoid the whole night. And then yeah. like three days later he told me. That's that is the you know what it is. That's the perfect uh, summary of the drop bear experience because it's like something that even as a kid you kind of like don't really believe, but at the same mm. time you freak the fuck out. Yeah, that's, that's true. what happened with. I remember I learned about drop bears. I used to. This is so embarrassing that I'm admitting this. I used to do Cub Scouts. Don't look at me like that. I opened up and was vulnerable on this podcast and public platform, and you. Your instinct was to judge me with your eyes like that. Oh, well, mate, what, what are you going to do? Use those skills to tie a noose because you're sucking that hard. <laughs> uh, God, he's still got it, yes. that Blake Pavey, you cheeky drop bear. Um, so what happened was I used to do Cub Scouts and I remember like you'd go with like the group of like 30 other Cubs. I think I was like 10 at the time. You go with like 30 Did other Did you guys scouts. call each other Cubs? 
Yeah, you were like the Cubs. That's what you were. Ah. So there was like Cubs and then there was Scouts and then there was Ventures and stuff. Oh, right. So, okay. And Joey's was like the smaller one than the Cubs. Oh, right. So when the camp counselors, the Scout counselors are like just like, you know, petting you, they call you <laughs> Cubs to make themselves feel better. Yeah, and you have to purr. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. Can, can I finish my Cubs yeah, story so can. I don't never have to bring this up ever yeah. again? So. On a cub camping trip, and um, the counselor was forcing me to get undressed. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, I shouldn't joke about that. I shouldn't joke. No, no, no. Anyway, so we're on this camping trip, and there's 30 other cubs, and they always bring like five dads or whatever. And one of the dads thought it would be f- f- comedy gold. Mm. It was like such dad thing. We're on like a night walk, and they're giving everyone like little torches, and we get like deep into this forest, and there's 30 kids, five dads. And one of the dads screams and whips the torch around. He goes, watch out! And everyone, obviously, like 30, 10-year-olds squealing. And, we're, and everyone's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, drop bears. Everyone turn your torches off. So everyone's like, yeah! And he's like, you can't cry because the drop bears can smell fear. And you're all like, what, what is And I'm like, I remember people going like, what's a drop bear? What's a drop bear? And he's like, they're hiding the trees. If you look up and, if you look up and see them, it's the only way to stop them from dropping on you and ripping your face off. And we were like, what the fuck? And I remember at the time being a kid and being like, oh, well, I'm a smart ass. I know that you're not telling the truth. But I was literally shitting my pants. Mm. And I remember the next day, uh, like, coming home and being like, mom, we nearly got attacked by drop bears. (laughs) She goes, mate, they're not real. I was like, fuck. Way to ruin Christmas, Jules. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Oh, God. How old were you when you got told Santa wasn't real? Or did you get told or did you find out? I was literally... I kind of um, cheated the system because uh, well, <laughs> the best thing ever about mum, uh, like living in a a, a mum only single mum house, was that she had to go to work to support her children, <laughs> ah. <laughs> which means we were often home alone. So I remember as a kid, I used to go like around November, December when like school was starting to do like that. Yeah, it's Christmas time. I would just go digging through her wardrobe. Yeah, and you'd yeah. find the gifts, right? Yeah. I remember like fi- one, like probably in grade two, finding all the gifts, and then Christmas morning waking up and being like, "Oh my god, mum bought those!" And then the following Christmas, one I can't remember why I had a day off from school for whatever reason, and mum was like, "All right, mate, so Santa's not real. We're gonna go do some Christmas shopping, whatever." And I remember she bought me um, Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith on DVD. And then I opened up on Christmas and was like, hey, Nathan. He's like, what? And I'm like, I already knew I was getting this. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and mum was like, don't tell him. <laughs> I was like, fuck. That's pretty but, um, good. Yeah. <laughs> God, I remember I, um, I, was, I was suspicious. So I sat my mum down. You sat Joey down? Yeah. I remember exactly where I got where I had the conversation with her. It was on the first table to your left that you see when you go into the Starbucks at Southern Cross Station. <laughs> you remember it exactly? Yeah, I remember the exact And what day. happened? What was the conversation? I, I just kind of, it was kind of silent for a bit. We were talking about stuff and she was, she was like, oh, you get your make a wish in a couple of years. Oh, and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> and then we were talking about a few things here and there, just 12-year-old Blake Pavey stuff. Yep. And then I, it was silent for a couple of seconds. And I was like, can I ask you something? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, Santa. Not is he? And mum was like, "No, nah, mate, he's not." <laughs> and I was like, "I knew it," because the year before I did the same thing, and I found my Seamus wristbands under mum's oh. bed, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck!" <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Wait, so you were twelve when you found out? Uh, I don't think I was twelve. I think I can't remember how I, I was. I think I was 
Yeah, I probably would have been anywhere from 10 to 12, I reckon. Okay. Yeah, I um, feel like that's the age. I wonder what the oldest is before someone's clocked in that Santa's not real. I remember a kid I went to school with got told in year nine. <laughs> yeah. How do you get to 15? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, boy, oh, boy, in a country town high school, he was called nothing but the F-slur for the next three years. <laughs> of course. Um, I, once to- I once, when I was in high school, I... Uh, I I feel really bad, but me and my best friend ruined it for this one kid way younger than us. Oh, why? Because every uh, there was like a term where you you picked your like your sport every Wednesday. Yeah, but you picked it like, and you had to do it for the whole term. Yeah. So one day, one term at the start, me and my friend Alex got picked to go like help out at like one of the local primary schools. Yeah, right. right. And so we went to the Catholic primary school and just started helping them play games and stuff yeah. like that. Fuck around. And then this one kid the entire term was just like the biggest piece of shit <laughs> the whole time. He was in like year three. Yeah. He was just like kicking our shins every week, like throwing a tantrum when he didn't get the ball and this stuff like that. Guy. I remember he like slapped a girl. What? Like, yeah, just like just like real rough dude, kid. Dude, what are they feeding a mountain Corowa, dude? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And I, I remember it was the last day and I was like to Alex, I was like, we're never going to be here again. And then he was like, yeah. And then we waited till all the kids had gone and he was getting a bit of like a like a stern talk from a teacher. Mm. And as he finishes, he's the last one walking past and we're walking out of school but we just say it as so as loud as he can, like so he can definitely hear us. Yeah. We just go, yeah, fuck, yeah, no. Nah. Like um, do you know mum told me last night Santa wasn't real? <laughs> and then we just see this kid look up and he's like, what? no, you're fucking lying. You're fucking lying. <laughs> And then we were like, nah, mate. <laughs> so, so, did you hear that? <laughs> God, what were the chances? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, God, teaching little kids a lesson like that and instilling uh, massive amounts of trauma in them from a young age is a great call. It's pretty good, eh? Yeah, teach them a lesson. Yeah. Well, oh, it's better. I remember one time when I was in year three, I was in the bus line waiting to go home and I remember a year six kid came up to me and he's like, Oi, Blake, when you go home, I want you to look up on YouTube, Two Girls, One Cup. <laughs> YouTube. And I was like, oh, what's that? And then did you do I was it? like, oh, those McFlurries look shit. Oh, oh and that was how I was um, introduced to yeah. the world of the internet. Yeah, it was great. It feels good to be here. Yeah, it was a real step up from like going from YouTube, just searching up sexy girl boob. <laughs> yeah, <I remember> Kelly <laughs> Kelly live strip show ECW. <laughs> I remember like when I was like 10, so Nathan would have been eight, Morgan would have been seven. Like dad used to have his laptop and that was like the only time we could like use the internet at at dad's house. And um, I was like, Nathan Morgan, get off the computer. It's my turn. We used to play like flash games, new grounds or whatever. I remember kicking them off and getting on the Google and going to type in like best flash game. And I put the B in and it just (laughs) says boobs. And I'm like, were you guys looking at boobs? And Nathan's like, no, we weren't. Morgan was like, yeah, we were. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking awesome. So funny. Um, when we were telling, when you were telling that story about Sovereign Hill before, I was reminded that I had also been DM'd with a, a listener's Sovereign Hill story, which I thought was pretty great. So let's uh, let's get straight into it. So this is from Courtney. Thank you for the submission, Courtney. Appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Way back in 2009, my parents, two older brothers and myself, go on a nice trip to Maryborough for a week. And on our way back, we're going through Ballarat. We decide to go to Sovereign Hill. Totally normal day. Everything's going great until we pass on to the dress shops. My mum goes to take a closer look by going up the steps and as she was going up this tiny step, she tripped over her other foot and started falling towards the glass window. 
Not wanting to fall into the, into the window, she twisted herself to fall in a different direction. Unfortunately, mum had new runners on and they were grippy as fuck. So while mum's body twisted away from the window, her foot and ankle did not. There was a loud snap as she fell to the ground. We're all gathered around her going, fuck, fuck, is she okay? Dad tries to help. He tries, sorry, dad tries to help mum up saying, oh, you're fine. You've just sprained your ankle as her ankle is facing the wrong way. <laughs> oh, that's oh. so nasty. My eight-year-old self, my eight-year-old self proceeded to cry, not because I was worried for mum, but because we couldn't go and see the Clydesdale horses. <laughs> nice, Courtney. Good to know you had priorities straight at the uh, ripe old age of eight years old. So after the hospital, we go after Sovereign Hill. After the Sovereign Hill staff kindly got us a wheelchair and asked, asked us if we would sue. What? <laughs> the Sovereign Hill staff were like, here's your wheelchair. Let's talk legalities, bitch. <laughs> what the hell? Um, you have to sign it in a feather ink thing because of, of the old time. Old yeah, yeah, the feather. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Sovereign Hill is like, yeah, yeah it's okay, pretty good, good. Good stuff. Sorry, uh, I, wasn't, I was trying to read it. You again. pay alimony in gold. <laughs> in gold flakes that you've, yeah. you've shivved out of the water, panned out of the water <laughs> at Sovereign Hill. Um, in the hospital, mum found out that while her ankle was sprained, it was also cleanly broken in two places. This led to us having to find accommodation for two extra days while mum was in the hospital getting plates and bolts put into her ankle. Myself, dad and my two brothers had to share one room, which was interesting because the boys had to all snored, which meant I got no sleep. We spent those days watching 17 again about six times, which I think played back-to-back several times during the day. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. <laughs> What a humble way to end that story. <laughs> that was not where I expected it to go. <laughs> That's the first time somebody's put Ballarat, Sovereign Hill and Chandler in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, ever. And it'll probably be the last, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad we got that little moment. Yeah, I like this little ending. To this day, mum still has problems with her ankle. Maybe we should have sued. <laughs> yeah. That's Man, awesome. You should have ripped them from all their gold coins, Courtney. <laughs> Imagine. Pretty good. It could have been somewhere good. now. Oh, God. Well... <laughs> It's a bit like that, mate. It's a bit, a bit like, like that. Have you broken um oh you've broken a bone. Yeah, Are I've we, broken a yeah. bone before. I broke a bone in year three. Is this um, it was the collar it's the collarbone, isn't it? Yeah, I broke my collarbone yeah. in year oh, three. Oh well, it's a crazy story. Tell tell it to the oh, listeners. It's a fucking wild tale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not oversell it. No, I remember I was in year three and then it was uh my grandma was getting me and my brother ready for school one day. Yeah. And it was during the 2012 Olympic Games. Yeah. And on the morning, because it was over in London, we were getting all the primetime events at like 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. And then it was the, I think it was the boxing or something, and this dude missed a punch, and instead of landing in the face, he got him right in the collarbone. He just okay. snapped his collarbone in two. And I was like, oh, that would have hurt, Grandma. I've never broken a bone, though. Always a curse statement to say yeah. to someone. Yeah. And I was like, I've never broken a bone. How good's that? And she was like, oh, that's... That's pretty good, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then she drops me at school. And then five and a half hours later, my mum gets called out of work because <laughs> I've been speckied in a uh, two versus 20 football match. <laughs> two versus 20? Yeah, the two, year sixes, the two year sixes went against everyone else. <laughs> and they fucking Wait, so demolished it was, us. It was you and someone else. So it was 1.5 grade sixes. <laughs> and the point five was clearly wiped out early. <laughs> Snapped in half by the rest of the school. Yeah, and then he, he, I got speckied and then I broke my collarbone four hours after oh. bragging that I hadn't broken my collarbone. But it was on mum's birthday, so I got her out of work like four and a half hours early. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm sure Joe was like, oh, happy birthday to me. You get to leave work early and go spend the rest of the day in the hospital. 
No, I was actually sick. I only spent like an hour in hospital. Oh, really? What? They like sling me out. They gave me all my meds. And then like for the next three weeks, people would just come over every day and give me lollies and chocolate. Fuck, that's so weird. Yeah, so it was a pretty normal week for me. <laughs> lollies and chocolate. Ah, uh, it's oh. pretty good. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't had too many hospital. Oh, I was in the hospital. Was- <laughs> that's bullshit. I was in hospital last week. Doing what? I, uh, I. Oh, what is that? It's an alarm, man. <laughs> this is so crazy. Dude, what's that alarm? So, do you know what that alarm is? Oh, hey, oh, wait. I know what that alarm is. What's that alarm, oh, let me, Hey, oh, wait. Let me just turn the alarm off. Sorry. One second. Sorry. That was just the alarm for um great segment. Because <laughs> I've got a great segment that it has to happen right now. Can we put a, a, a bookmark in that hospital story from last yeah, week? Yeah, we can. We sure can. Epic. This is a great segment. Um... So I've installed an alarm into the loins of the podcast yep. um, and it'll go off whenever we need a segment to uh, boost the morale in the listenership and the, the hosting panel, yep. which today is just you and I. Um, and I spent hours uh, yesterday thinking to myself, what is something that the people need to hear? What's something that could really change the ebb and flow of the podcast, bring us up the ranks and get the attention flowing again? And what I came up with was a segment where I just tell you uh, my 10 favorite things in any given um, category. So today is the objective best video games of all time. I'm going to go from 10 to 5 and not elaborate on why I've selected them. So 10 is Skate 3, 9 is Halo 3, 8 is Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped, 7 is Final Fantasy 7, and 6 is WWE 2K16, uh, which is the one with Stone Cold on the cover. Um, Now I'm going to go from 5 to 1. Again, this is the objective best video games of all time list and I won't accept any other answers because it is objective truth. Number five is um, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Now, this game is number five of all time best games ever because um, there's a big scary moon, there's a bit of time travel in it um, and it's uh, kind of in a weird way. Yeah, for a Nintendo game, it's got this weird air of um, I don't know. I can't explain it. Not that I not that I necessarily like that. You know what I mean? As an element in a piece of media, I'm just saying it's what it's got. So uh, number four is Fortnite. Yeah. Now I didn't put four as Fortnite for any particular reason. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what the best games of all time are. Four is Fortnite for this reason. You can play as a ripped fish. You can play as a skinny fish. You can play as a dead fish. You can also play as a man in a llama costume. You can also play as Darth Vader. You can also play as John Cena. That is what I play as. Name me one other game where you can do that. You can play as Bruno Mars if you want to. Ariana Grande, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Ninja. Yeah. Objectively um, the most talented man alive. <laughs> Fortnite's Ninja. Uh, um, so that's four. Number four is when's Fortnite. The, when's the Ice Spice Betty Boop skin dropping? <laughs> That is, that is a skin that I will be. <laughs> You'll be buying. I'll be purchasing straight as soon as it hits the item shop. That's I've res- okay. Yep. I might, <laughs> and, and 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 a bit of a bit of my skin will be getting. Okay, <laughs> can, you, you can, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <clears throat> anyway, number three uh, is um, Super Smash Brothers Melee for the GameCube. I'll also accept Ultimate for the Switch just because it has more characters. But Melee is the best one. Um, you can play as Mario and Dr. Mario. Don't know why. I don't think a single person asked for that. But 
it's one of those situations where it's something we didn't ask for, but boy, are we glad that we got. Oh, great. Um, great so game. great game. Soundtrack is insane as well. Mute City uh, from uh, F-Zero, one of the greatest of all time. Number two is um, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Again, just one of the goats. Uh, soundtrack's immaculate. What a story. It doesn't make any sense uh, narratively, chronologically, thematically, yes, maybe, but the rest of it doesn't make sense at all. <clears throat> Still one of the goats, second best game of all time. Number one, easy. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. I mean, what an adventure that is. Yep. The Disney worlds are all fantastic. Um, uh, the music sensational. What a game to play. I, I frequently replay it. What's what's your thoughts on Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, Blakey? Never played it. Never. No, I, I've heard of it. Never played it. And that's why you were a virgin until 21 Thank and you. a half. Um, <laughs> anyway, that was the, um, the new segment. Uh, you guys can hit me up in the DMs with other things you want to know my opinion on. Uh, the other two hosts don't get a say. That's also part yeah. of the segment. Can I give my... Can I give my Top five games of all time. No, I've curated a little list. No, that's right actually now. not a part of the segment. Have <laughs> you just curated a list as I was I've doing? I've just it. curated a list. So you're telling me you, while I'm recording, while we're recording this episode, you've gone ahead and started working on content live on the show. Yep, is the grind that stops. is a disgusting. That is that makes me feel so angry because I spent eleven seconds on the way over here thinking of this segment, finding that alarm sound as we were recording, <laughs> and and ranking them in a list way. Um, yeah. Okay, well, you can go with your top five, but I don't want you to get ahead of yourself and think you'll ever be doing this again because you're never going to be included in this segment as, as far as partaking in it goes. Okay, well, number five for me is AFL Live 2011. <laughs> if Why you want to hear Mark Seymour and the Hunters and Collectors sing Holy Grail 400 times a day on repeat, <laughs> play that game. Okay, good. Uh, number four, The Last of Us, because it's the first game. first ever game I played without knowing everything that happens due to a PewDiePie walkthrough. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, PewDiePie. Uh, number three is Power Rangers on the SNES. Oh, is that the fighting game? Yep. Dude, that game's actually goaded. I had that as well. Yeah, great yeah, game. Great game. Uh, number two is SmackDown versus Raw. Raw versus SmackDown 2008 <laughs> featuring ECW. Is that the one with Undertaker on the cover? Uh, Undertaker, Bobby Lashley and Batista, I yep. believe. Oh, and John Cena, sorry. Yeah, Not yep, Batista. Is, yep. uh, number one, Crash Bandicoot Nitro Kart is my favourite yeah. game of all time. And an honourable mention, uh, doesn't it just misses out on the top five, uh, Undress the Mill Flash Game 2008. <laughs> Dress the Mill Flash Game? What is that? I don't know, it's a flash game. Okay, well, that is the objective top video games of all time. According to BLT. Well, actually, no, it's not according to BLT because it's an objective list, so it's just known to mankind, yes. I suppose. Well, I'm glad. Dude, thank God we had that segment because this had been a great episode, but now it's an amazing episode. Thank you. Yeah. No, yeah. what do you mean thank you? <laughs> <laughs> it was my segment. Why are you saying thank you? Because I added to it. So. Okay, sure. All right, um, fair enough. Uh, uh, but anyway, so you were yeah. talking about the emergency room. What happened? Why were you in the emergency room? Oh, well, I got a tooth taken out a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. What has turned into Zoe bought me a $100 teeth whitening session um, as, a, as a gift. More of a sort of a... Wait, she's making a signal with her hands. Three zeros. $300. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Three. Oh, it was a $100 deposit. $350, she's saying. Oh, it was a $100 oh. deposit. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's yeah. looking very happy. Oh, now she's yeah. making that money sign with her hands. Oh. Okay, moolah. Um, well, okay. well... Yeah. yeah, Zoe can't use her voice. Yeah. Well, I got Zoe back today because I bought her a $220 ticket to a thing I wanted to go to and forced her to come as well. So 
True. Have fun watching six fat cunts in a cage. Uh, <laughs> and she will. And yep. she will. But anyway, so you got a teeth whitening. What a message to send too. Yeah, it was a gift. Felt like more of a comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, so Zoe sent you an insult for $350? <laughs> That's awesome. Look at her. She's shaking her head. Yeah, but... Uh, no, I respect it, actually. I would want that too. Mia, if you're listening, um, you know what? Instead of telling me that I have a fucking horrific dental situation going on, you just buy the thing to fix it. That would be yep. the best way of letting me know. Yeah, but no, I also got Zoe back because, uh, yeah, sure, it cost 350 bucks, uh, but it has since cost me about what will add up to about $3,250. <laughs> Because they've, I've needed uh, appointment after appointment after appointment to fix whatever the fuck's going on in there. But is that because of the whitening kit or because of your teeth? Because of my teeth. I just didn't look after them as a kid and it's really yeah. fucked me over now in no. hindsight. I, I've had a broken tooth for about 12 years that I just never touched and every time I went to a doctor they were like, you'd probably get that taken out. And I was like, no. Um, <laughs> so now I'm 21 and about to get, I got it taken out finally last week yeah. and then the pain was unbearable. Yeah. Um, a couple of nights ago. So I went to emergency and um, I was in pain, but I was still trying to be like nice yeah. to the people, of course. to the nurses, because they, they were lovely. But here's what I'll say about emergency nurses. Mm. Uh, when you are in the most pain you've ever felt in your life, <laughs> they're unusually chipper to your face. I think it's because they think they have to compensate for your lack of enthusiasm by overexerting themselves. Yeah. But it has the opposite effect. I agree with you. I think it has the opposite effect. Yeah. Relax. I can't get on your level and I don't want to try right now. Yeah. Stop making me do it. But it's also, it also, a sitting in emergency, it gave me the same feeling. You know when you're like in an airport on a Monday and you're like, yeah. well, how the f- what the fuck are all these people doing on a Monday flying? Yeah. You know what I mean? I had the same feeling in emergency. I was like, these people are all bullshitting. They are not in pain whatsoever. Like you are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, this one girl uh, walked in and she, um, I thought she, I thought she was faking because she, she said she had kidney problems, and she walked in fine. She yeah. walked and as soon as they got to the desk and said it was going to be a little bit of a wait, she started crying and laying on the floor. And I was like, okay, uh, calm down. The waterworks activated yeah. a convenient time. And uh, she was going over her symptoms. She was like, oh, I've definitely got kidney stones. And then we eardropped in on her symptoms. She definitely just had a UTI. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Zoe, Zoe, right. Zoe, you know, you can speak. Just speak. <laughs> So she, she's trying to send us like smoke signals from across the room. <laughs> oh, she's um tying a little paper to a to a pigeon. Oh, I didn't um, know. She's sending the pigeon over now, and the pigeon. What did the pigeon? Actually, you know what? The pigeons just died in midair. Zoe, what were you trying to tell us? Who are we? You are not Nazi Germany, and we are not Kira Knightley and Benedict Cumberbatch in the Imitation Game. <laughs> yes. You don't need to Morse code this to figure this out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but what, yeah. what did you say, Zoe? Oh, she just yeah. had a UTI. Yeah, very true. Well, yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah, but this other guy walked in. He was sopping wet with sweat Yum. and just like kind of walking ar- around the, the room. And yeah. then every 10 minutes or so, he just went up to the lady and was just like, can I get an adrenaline shot? <laughs> an adrenaline shot? Yeah, and they were like, no. That's the, no. Like, like it's something that you can just get like like a glass, a free cup of water from Macca's? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so. Why did he need an adrenaline shot? What was he, he was having an allergic reaction to a, a medicine he takes once a week. Oh, and surely, f- wait, what? You're allergic to a medicine you regularly take? Yeah, that was the issue we had with it. Hearing it as well. Oh, really? Um, and then holes one in the story there. Then one dude came in 
and he was – I felt bad for him. He's the only one I felt any sympathy for. He was like 78. He had cancer, but he was like, oh, I've got cancer, but I think I've also had food poisoning tonight. Mm. And he came in with a Coles bag full of vomit. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Coles bag full of vomit. Yeah. At least it wasn't like one of those Woolies paper bags, though, like dripping <sighs> through. And Do you know how they have, like, no structural integrity? Yeah. Imagine having a paper Woolies bag full of <laughs> mud and then it just, like, yeah. it just explodes out on the floor. The splat from that would be like... <laughs> <laughs> delicious. Uh-huh. That's fucking gross. Yeah. Man, I can't do... Two things that why well, maybe I don't know if the second one counts as just two separate. Anyway, I can't do vomit and then I can't do blood, especially like I was going to say other people's blood, but I also can't even do my own blood. Like needles, yeah. I can't do. I went got a, yeah. I went to get a needle one time and the and the woman took my blood out. Uh, well, actually, the, I saw a doctor. He was like, "Oh, you need to get a blood test." I was like, "All right." So I went to get a blood test and the lady doing the blood test, she's like, "Oh, I was about to go on lunch, but it's just you, so jump in and I'll." you know, draw your blood. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of inconveniencing you, you know, I can wait. She's no, 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 no. I'll be gone for an hour or so. So you come in and take your thing. I was like, all right, cool. So I sit down she's like, starts to draw my blood with the needle and I'm so bad at getting my blood taken. And she was like, all right, good job. How you feeling? I could tell that all the color had left my face. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I feel great. And I go to stand up and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to vomit everywhere. (laughs) And she was like, sit down, have this water. I was like, fuck. Uh, Can't stand it. I man, the only time I've been to the ER to the emergency room in my adult life was. This is such a fuck story too. Why is the emergency room so f- cooked all the time? Yeah, it's like a. It's it's. Like, I feel like we've used this analogy a fair bit, but emergency rooms are the Moss Eisley cantinas of the real world. Just the strangest aliens congregating in one spot yep. to do dealings and mischief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. I, about a year and a half ago, it was back when I was working retail and I used to do every Friday, I'd work 12 till 9. Um, and so I woke up this one Friday morning at like 10 a.m. and I had that feeling of like pins and needles in like my right foot. Yeah. And I was like, that's super weird because I've done absolutely no physical activity or strenuous activity to warrant such a, such a tingling, right? Yeah. And then as I went to stand up out of bed, I was like, oh, it actually feels better when I press down on it, so I'll just go to work and be fine. And I was also going to a gig that night after work, so I was working nine hours, going to a gig for a couple of hours, planning to get home at like 12.30, 1 a.m. And I was like, I have to push through. So I wore my Doc Martens, because I was like, I'm going to wear them to the gig, I'll just wear them to work. Yes, Worked for nine hours in the docks. By the end of the shift, my foot had expanded, and the pain had gotten so much worse. My foot had expanded to the point where it was like locked into the dock, and I would have to like undo it to take it out and I could feel it pushing up against the shoe but I was just like we're too deep in it now I need to go you know to this show so <laughs> who's the show uh this uh singer Grace Cummings amazing singer right very good show it was going to be a chill one I knew it wasn't going to be too rocking and rolling so I thought at least I can just go and relax you know what I mean yeah so I went and uh met the rest of the gang at this venue and the show starts and I'm sitting up the back and I'm like okay, my foot is in absolute agony, but I don't want to make this about me. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a humble, what a kind guy I am. So I'm sitting there thinking, fuck, I need to chop my foot off <laughs> because it's in such excruciating pain. But I'd already offered to drive everyone home. So they're all drinking, expecting a lift. And it gets to the end of the gig. It's like 11.30. I'm like, all right, I need to go home now. Can we leave? And they're like, oh, we want to get food. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I drove everyone to get kebabs. I remember sitting there eating, looking at this kebab, thinking about like how much I wanted to vomit all over everything because my foot was fucking excruciating at this point. Yeah. 
I say to the guys, I'm like, guys, we have to leave because my foot is in so much, like, it's just stinging. It's almost going numb from how fucked it is. And it had swollen even more as well. I looked like the Michelin man from the knee yeah. down. So I drive everyone home and I'm driving home by myself alone in the car, just going, get home and I kick the door in. I'm like, mum's like, how's, how's work? I'm like, I can't walk. <laughs> so Jules had to like drag me down the hallway. I'm like, I think I need to go. So she's like, no, nah, sleep it off. That's classic. This is classic my mum. Yeah. No, nah, you're fine. Sleep it off. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I lay in bed. It's like 1am. And I would expect nothing less from such a powerful, beautiful <laughs> woman. Thank, okay. Didn't yeah. need to add that. I'm sure she's very happy about that. I felt what I needed okay, to. Okay, good. Well, anyway, so I get into bed and I'm laying with my foot up and it's even worse. So I put my two feet on the floor and then lay back on the bed backwards. So my feet are on the floor and my body's on the bed. I fall asleep, wake up at 4 a.m. and I'm like, oh shit, I need to go to the hospital. So I walk out, I like drag myself out of my room. Jules is still up for whatever reason. And I'm like, mom, I need to go to the hospital. And she's like, well, I'm not taking you. So I drove myself to the hospital. <laughs> Enter the ER walk up to the counter, do the whole thing. Um, listen, my foot is in absolute excruciating agony. I need to see a doctor like as soon as possible. Like I cannot bear this pain anymore. Mm-hmm. The lady's like, um, is it an immediate issue? I was like, do your ears work? <laughs> do, what, what, what do you mean? And so at this point, it's like 4.35 a.m. I think I got, I got seen by a doctor at nine, but at about 7 a.m., a guy, like the room is already full of characters. Yep. People who are like rocking back and forth and, you know, saying shit and like, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff is going on in this ER. And I'm just sitting there like gripping the chair, thinking about being anywhere else, foot throbbing and pulsing with every heartbeat. And this guy walks in completely nonchalantly, like through the, like the main sort of public access door. And as he walks in and walks past me, there's a thick trail of blood behind him. And he's completely calm and collected as a cucumber. He's got one hand on his stomach and he walks up to the counter. And the lady's like, hi, how can I help you? And he's like, yeah, I need to see a doctor soon. Um, I'm injured. And she goes, oh, what's wrong with you? And he goes, oh, I was stabbed. And she's like, and she's like, looks over the counter, sees his like snail trail of blood. <laughs> and he's like, we'll get you a doctor immediately. And he gets seen immediately. And I was like, he gets seen him. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fair enough. Yeah. Valid. But yeah, I was like, what the hell? And he must have been in like shock or something because he just walked in and was like, yeah, I've been stabbed. Yeah. They didn't ask any further questions. I was like, all right, we'll get you to a, to a doctor right now. That's fucked up. It was crazy. Would it be like in the stomach he got stabbed? I'm assuming so. That's where he was holding. Unless he just was like, had been stabbed in like the ass cheek or something. <laughs> and just didn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> had to commit to it's the like character. like Ricky Bobby in his first TV interview. <laughs> God, uh, that I was think- a Talladega night of mine for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I remember the worst thing I ever went to emergency for. Uh, I was 18 and I just got back from a trip from to the Gold Coast. Yeah. And so it had been, uh, I think like just a week of like treating yourself badly had like sort of led up to this. But like I, it, it all started like, I reckon it happened maybe three times throughout my childhood. Yeah. Like when I was, I remember it happening when I was 8, 10 and then maybe 14. Like one night I would just get up and my stomach would be in excruciating pain. What the hell? And then it kind of went away after a couple of hours. Yeah. And we were like, well, that's weird. If we'd get about it, two years later it would happen again. Yeah. Two years later it would happen again. And f- happened the last time when I was 14 and then it never happened again for like four years. Forgot weird. about it, right? Okay. So I wake up and then it's happening again mm-hmm. when I was like 18, nearly 19 years old. And then I go, 
I, I just go to bed. I'm like, okay, I've just slept it off every other time. I'll just sleep it off again. And yep. then I woke up the next morning and it was like 6 a.m. or something like that. And then I was like, oh, fucking dumbass. I just need to poo really badly. You hadn't tried that yet. (laughs) So I go, I got to poo, right? And I pull my pants down. My pants and my. Wait, wait. You take your pants off when you poo? I know. We're pretty weird in the country. (laughs) Fair enough. Sorry, continue. Um, So we, uh, I I pull my pants down and I sit on the toilet. And I hadn't even tried to start pushing. I had just attempted a push. Yep. And then I woke up 15 minutes later. I wake up discombobulated on my tile floor in my little and our toilet room was like oh how big was it Nathan like <laughs> Nathan just said I don't see how that's any of your business. Okay. <laughs> it's almost entirely his business yeah. actually. <laughs> But our, our toilet was really small. Yeah, okay. uh, like you couldn't – it was just not connected to the bathroom. It was its own separate room, just yeah. really small, very narrow. And I, I wake up laying on the floor yep. like fucking ass cheeks out, pants and jocks to my ankles. And I'm like <laughs> – In your uh, most vulnerable state. Yeah. <laughs> and I wake up and I'm like uh, – uh, and I crawl out and I'm sort of like walking along, like hobbling along, yeah. still with pants and jocks to my ankles. Oh, my God. And I walk out and my dad was sleeping on the couch because he snores too loud. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. So I, he, he wakes up on his couch in his lounge room and he's like, and it's my dick and ass was in his face. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Dad, you're in a drink in a hospital. And he takes me to Corowa Hospital. And, um, again, nurses are great. Yeah. Okay. But I say that to preface, fuck Corowa Hospital, okay? okay? Yep. I'm in the worst pain I've ever experienced. Wouldn't even wish it upon my worst enemy. Yeah. I get in and I'm literally screaming in pain. Okay. And, they're like, and they just put me into like a little hospital bed after waiting about an hour and a half. And yeah. they're like, oh, so, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> Have you had a Panadol and Nurofen yet, love? And I was like, <laughs> I was literally screaming. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, well, we would call the doctor on call, but he's actually on holidays at the moment, so he Bro. he would be about three and a half hours until he, he can get here. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah, call get, him. get the man there. So they call him in after waiting like another hour, maybe two hours, yeah. and then when he finally gets there, he takes one look at me and he's like, oh, oh, okay. Yep. And then he walks out. I hear him just start berating the nurses. <laughs> And he's like, why didn't you call me? Blah, 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 blah. And he walks in and he's like, all right, Blake, uh, we're going to send you off to um, to Aubrey Base Hospital. Um, your appendix has ruptured in your body. Holy fuck. Yeah. And then That's we, dangerous as shit, Yeah, that it? can kill you if it's not left <laughs> for if – it's, if it's left too long. Bro, your body is your biggest up. Yeah. Your body is constantly just make, trying to make sure your life ends. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Your yeah. body's like – Get me out of here, man. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. And then, oh, Nathan's crossing his fingers. Oh. <laughs> Brother of the year. <laughs> so is Zoe too. Oh, yeah. well, okay. Um, uh, like, I want you to stay alive, man. Yeah, that's good to feel supported, eh? Yeah, I'm going to ride your coattails till I'm famous too. So. <laughs> I'm only being truthful. Uh, Continue. Uh, so, yeah, they rushed me to Aubrey Base Hospital yeah. and then I'm there. I'm sitting, I have to, like, get my appendix taken out in surgery. You can still see the scars in my belly button if you look close enough, if you uh, spread it wide enough. Um, <laughs> what do they look like, Zoe? Oh, she's shaking her head. She hasn't inspected. God, I know what will be camera, in this room tonight. Off camera, she just went... Um. <laughs> So uh, so then I have the hospital, but because they put me on anaesthetic, like, because yeah. uh, of the gas, like... 
it was wearing off, but it had swollen up my shoulder. Yeah. And then I hadn't, like, I wasn't allowed to take any more painkillers than I was on and it was still excruciating pain. Yeah. So my shoulder's going down, my appendix hurts, I'm in heaps of pain, my shoulder's unswelling, but this is a public hospital, so I don't get a private room, I get a curtain. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then next to me Oh is god a, I'm so glad I've never had to stay in a situation like that Yeah so next to me is an old dude Who just keeps like shitting himself Every night <laughs> I can just smell Poo constantly But then like diagonally to me This guy had obviously been having withdrawals From whatever he was taking oh. And then all I could hear from like probably 9pm all the way through to 6am Every yeah. single night for the five nights I was there Was just Oh nurse Fucking kill me Fucking kill me, nurse. And I was like, fucking please kill him. (laughs) We're in agreeance. Oh, my God. And then the nurses would just keep coming in every hour and just be like, we can't kill you, Bill. We can't (laughs) kill you, (laughs) man. If they'd let us, we would. You know this. I've told you before. Okay, look. That's That's all right. I'll just (laughs) let you OD on heroin and we won't kill you. I'm coming and clean your asshole off and then you're banging the kill and I can't do a thing about it. It's all right. Yeah, uh, man. And, I mean, uh, drug drug withdrawals. That's awful. Like drug addiction is awful. But that, I can imagine you not having much time to give a fuck with your exploded appendix. Yeah, no, I did not. Yeah, yeah. You were just begging for a night's uh, shut eye. Yeah. God, that's awful, man. What we're saying is, thank God for the public health care system. Yeah. But also, most, most publicly funded institutions in the country, especially, are the most. Uh, are the least well-run places on earth. <laughs> yeah, because someone has to get paid enough to care about it, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, that is how the government works. They don't give a hoot. Yep. So, and then there's poor little, poor, you know, perky little men like you who pay the price, isn't it? Well, well. I'm glad that we uh, ended this episode on such a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, any uh, last closing thoughts? Uh, yeah. Uh, again, if you're doing anything... Saturday, uh, November 11th, after you salute the troops and have a minute silence. Yeah. Uh, if you're remembering anything, remember to come on down to the retreat hotel in yeah. Brunswick at uh, And maybe you can have two and a half hours of silence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one is safe, are they? No one is safe. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you next week. And uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Blake. Hit the outro. Another riveting episode. Stay pretty.